Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talk Tissue. We are very excited today to talk to the CEO of Cardinal Tissue, Vince Reese. Vince, thank you so much for taking the time. I'm glad we were able to connect and get this uh, this interview going. How are you today? I'm doing fine, Brian. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, we're, we're excited to talk to you. Obviously, you're one of the newer converters in the tissue industry for North America. And I'm sure some people are familiar with you, but not sure how many in the tissue industry in broader North America are familiar with you. Well, we generally like to start going over some of the history um, of these companies. And could you share some of your history personally in the industry and some of Cardinal Tissue's history? Sure, Brian. Uh, I work in tissue for many years for a large uh, private label manufacturer and and that actually brought me out to the area working on on the for that company and you know during that time i was sort of getting getting closer to the retirement age i guess and there was uh you know opportunities that were very interesting especially in the southeast um for doing some type of contract converting work and and really working with uh you know on innovation and technology with the oems and so i left that company and that really led to the to the vegan of cardinal tissue um whose you know really mission is supporting the tissue industry in general but we work very closely with corber and uh their their different child companies you know perini and MTC sure. Langhammer, um, doing some work with with their equipment and and making it accessible to customers to come and look at it and um, working on different product innovations and things um, that sort of stuff and then also doing of course some some contract work uh, and a little bit of private label uh, supply of our own. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that feedback. Thanks for that information, uh, Vince. <clears throat> you, you mentioned um, you know you're in North Carolina. And there, there, does, there does seem to be a trend happening in the tissue industry is the newer startups like yourselves are starting to choose locations such as in the Southeast, such as North Carolina. And, and I know it's fairly crowded in that area, maybe not as crowded, but there are several companies around you that are also converting tissue products. Uh, what made you select that area, first of all? And then do you see, do you also see that trend? And what are your thoughts regarding that trend? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've been of the opinion that the the southeast is the new Green Bay mm -hmm. uh, kind of a thing, and you're absolutely right. I mean, if you look at the paper making capacity that's been installed in the southeast, um, you know, anyone that's done any type of site search selection, I mean, certainly the proximity to market is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Eastern Seaboard, um, as transportation costs have increased over the years, you know, having products that are getting produced closer to their kind of end landing spot is more and more important. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things I noticed when we were starting to kind of think about doing this is that I saw a lot of the uh, of the bigger companies and the paper machines and that happening, but, but a lot of the tier one stuff and the support, you know, roll covering and, you know, yeah. you go to Green Bay, you see all kinds of small converters and all kinds of roll covering and embossing design and you know that stuff kind of is is starting to bloom down here as well sure yeah so uh you know being right in the mix of it is i think 
you know, that's what, that's what I was where I want to be, I guess. Yeah, no, I think you made the right choice, obviously. And, and as you said, the, the supporting companies to the tissue industry are popping up. A lot of the suppliers are popping up uh, down here in the South. I'm in Atlanta. I'm not too far away from you, yeah. but uh, we are definitely starting to see a hub formed, if not forming uh, to, to grow even, even, um, even more. Uh, you know, we did see a report, um, Green Bay Packaging recently put in a, a paper machine and that was the first paper machine installed in 35 years in, in the Paper Valley, the Green Bay area. So that does tell you something. Mm -hmm. um, so a good point there. Um, I obviously see the Cardinal behind you there on the wall. Cardinal Tissue is the name of the company. What made you go with Cardinal Tissue? And could you go over some of your product offerings as well while you're while you're at it? Uh, sure. I mean, the, you know, being a contract converter, the initial, you know, development of the Cardinal brand was really to have a control label so that we could provide samples and some packaging. Um, the COVID really, you know, because of necessity of having the packaging, we, we distributed the control brand because we had the packaging and people needed something. Sure. So, you know, and, and we kept doing that. Um, but we're, we work on a lot of different innovations within um, just on the packaging side with not, you know, with the OEMs and, and the packaging suppliers. Um, couple, the Cardinal itself is a state bird of North Carolina. Okay, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I always associate it with the St. Louis Cardinals, but okay, Cardinals is a state bird of North Carolina. Yeah, I think it's a state bird in several states. And also it was my wife's idea. So it was a pretty good thing to get That's, on with, yes. I think. So, uh, matters. yep. Uh, we got on the Cardinal side, you know, we started with a kind of a regular 12 pack brick standard product, you know, yeah. Cardinal label premium type product. And we try to add some different innovations in this case. We, I like that. We get some carrying handle stuff. Um, on the premium side, you know, we've got a Cardinal, Cardinal towel, you know, they're, they're kind of designed together as a family of products in the premium, premium category. Uh, same for napkins. We started doing folded products uh, also last year and have napkin availability that we do in, in our control label and then uh, for some private label also. Um, we work with some packaging folks on some paper wrap. Of course, a lot of that now. Nice. I mean, but a little bit different, uh, I think, method of sealing. We can, we can run this particular material at poly speed, which is pretty important for us. And um, it's durable enough to build into a mega or DRP. Um, we can add handles, do different things for that particular product. Um, I saw on that on that paper packaging, it said zero plastic. Is that is that your own label that you put on there? Or is that an organization or a group? Um, that's our own. That's our okay. own piece, you know, just a way to show that it's got zero plastic in inside or out. So it's it's not used in an extruded plastic film for the ceiling. It's mm -hmm. uh, really heat activated glue. And uh, well, it's becoming more and more popular. All the, any other, you know, sustainability and low carbon footprint products are important. So we spend a lot of time on, on that, not only in the outside, but on the inside with hybrid sheets and different variations of recycled products and alternative fibers and, and putting different plies together. Um, we've made some three ply towels and two ply, three ply, four ply bath um, and, and 
different configurations to sure. help satisfy that part as well. Is your paper wrapped product, is that is that in the market already? Is that out there available for customers? It is, we ha we've had it in some retail. I mean, we did a lot of work. We actually had that product ready um, during COVID and no one, no one really was, you know, they didn't really care, but sure. as far as, you know, they just wanted something. Absolutely. Um, but, but it was an opportunity for us to have a kind of a captive audience as well. So we took advantage of that in order to get it out there and put it on some shelves to see kind of what the consumer response would be. Yeah, and yeah good that, for you. And how it handled and shipped and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, during, during COVID, obviously, people didn't really have a choice. They got what they got. And so yeah. now that the choices have, have opened up, uh, the sustainability play is definitely is definitely um, a key fee, uh, key factor in people's decision making when they're buying their paper products for sure. Yeah, um, that that part about on the sustainability. I mean, I think that's a real focus of of what we do as a company, um, using you know kind of tier one, state of the art, best yeah. in class equipment, and you know even starting from the from the, the core, you know, using the thin, you know, lowest weight core that you can with the yeah. least amount of extruded glue and low glue solids or no, no solids and lean wrap technology and no pallet, no corrugate. And it's all the way through to have the, the, the lowest footprint possible at the end state, right? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Not only in the materials, but also in the manufacturing part of it. Yeah. Your machinery is the most efficient the most you know the most modern so obviously there that also is a sustainability play as well so that, that's a very good point um i wanted to get into you know the future of cardinal tissue you're, you're a new company i know you've already expanded quite a bit you have a lot going on um what are the what are the next five years look, look like like for cardinal tissue any expansion projects any new products that we should know about well we've got you know a couple high speed uh constellation swing lines in in play running uh here as well as a napkin folded line i mean i think we'd like to introduce a, a high-speed facial type line um okay. you know we'd like to have uh, we've got a pocket facial line you know kind of have all the categories of tissue and and different levels of quality so that when oems bring customers in to take a look at what the capabilities are that we're able to, to demonstrate that yeah, more than anything, um, we're doing a little work with some folks on automation, you know, on the warehouse automation type, you know, uh, AGVs, LGVs, that kind of thing in order to be able to show that kind of technology as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think, you know, certainly we'll have the ability to add um, additional rolled capacity here as the market demands. Sure and we'll fill out with a with some type of facial capability uh cube and flat back you know over the next couple of years anyway okay. so so facial is the next the next step or that's where you're headed for is, is, is to have a facial so vince well. uh in 2020 obviously we had the pandemic and there was several um delivery issues associated with that people being able to purchase uh toilet paper as we mentioned before a lot of people didn't have the choice on what product they wanted to buy. They were buying what was available. Um, you know, now we're in 2021, we're dealing with similar issues. We're, we're hearing reports of, of Costco and, and Sam's Club limiting the purchases of paper products because there's, they're in scarcity again, but not 
primarily due to the same issues of unavailability. It's now uh, supply chain related issues. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? What are you What are you seeing at your facility, and how are you working with that? Yeah, good, good, good point. I mean, the first kind of toilet paper shortage, you know, got a lot of attention, and you know, I, I wouldn't say the folks in the in the tissue industry were really uh, necessarily surprised when you think about what happened with away from home you know, getting reduced yes. and that load getting put really on retail tissue. But, um, you know, I, I would say as in, in, in overall, we were pretty unprepared for it, right? Mm -hmm. we, it was happening and we could see it was happening and it made sense it was happening, but we you know, just couldn't really react fast enough. And that caused a lot of um, relief to happen by, by importing products, right? I mean, yeah. this import, everybody became a tissue buyer, a lot of a lot of stuff, people were scrambling to just try to get stuff on shelf. A lot of skew reductions happening by manufacturers to help meet the need. And, you know, as we came out of that, it created a lull in demand on the retail side because there was a lot of these products that had come in that were, you know, in containers and backed up in ports and yeah. filled up in warehouses. And so as, as we came out, retailers had to, you know, struggle to get rid of that stuff or to get through the market. Um, and I think for the most part, that stuff's out. There's, there's some things that are different this time as, as, as it happens. And I think really there's a permanent shift in away from home to retail. I mean, even, even with pe people going back to work, yeah. um, there's a lot of people that aren't just because they, they can not sure. work from work, right? Mm -hmm. so, Fair to say, there's probably more people working working from home now and permanently from home than than if we didn't have COVID, right? You're right. Yeah, those numbers have definitely shifted. <clears throat> Absolutely. So a couple of things that are different this time um, as, as we enter is that the freight prices, uh, both domestic and and you know international freight, is ridiculous, right? I mean, yeah. so the, the getting international freight in. Um, especially finished product and tissue, I think is more and more of a challenge to, mm -hmm. to be cost competitive. Um, so that's, there's probably not going to be, you know, whether you know, we like it or not, I mean, there'll be less relief from that. Yeah. And then it's also affected the import of other things, you know, spare parts and Absolutely. Uh, different raw materials that are associated with the things that go into tissue. So mm -hmm. you look at a pack of, you know, this is a part of value kind of a product. I mean, every single component that's in here from the core, the glue, the poly, the every everything is increased in price pretty dramatically over yeah. the last six months. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that, that makes it more important than, ever, important than ever to to try to be efficient and manufacture efficiently. And then on the retail side, I mean, a lot of the buyers you know, they've, they've done a lot of work during that lull to try to strengthen their supply chain with dual sourcing and different things that have um, given opportunities to, uh, you know, other folks in the industry and small guys like me to help meet that need. Um, but it's going to be challenging in the second one. And certainly there's the potential for it to, to be longer lasting for other reasons than, yeah. than what we had in the first time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for that information. Uh, Vince, it's been a great conversation. I thank you so much for, for, for letting us highlight your company and letting others see what Cardinal Tissue is up to. I encourage those uh, interested in, in, in maybe 
getting some more capacity for their products to reaching out to Vince. Obviously you guys meet some of those needs for some companies and uh, we look forward to hearing more about uh, Cardinal Tissue here in the near future. Thanks, man. Thanks, Brian. I look forward to seeing you in person here before long. Likewise. Thanks. Yeah. Take care. Bye.